Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And <laughs> yes, because I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. And speaking of the world of social media, today's show is brought to you by Restream. Everything you need to create a live professional broadcast like this one and podcast like this was going to be right in your browser and we go live to or you can go live to 30 plus des- online destinations so you can find out more about that at social media news live forward slash restream social media news live forward slash restream and find out everything you need to know about streaming live Yes, and today I'm so excited. We are joined by Rachel Miller, and we are going to talk about Facebook's new social audio experiences, updates to business tools, pages, and content creation. And you're going to find out, you know, Rachel's take on Facebook's Clubhouse clone. So you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to talk also about Facebook's new tools to help businesses connect with their uh, customers online and grow more efficiently and Is there still such a thing as social media organic reach in 2021? The answer is you have to find out. Stick around. We're going to we're going to do that. So also, we want to make sure to give a shout out to my friends over on Ecamm. They're the ones that allow us to bring up these awesome lower thirds, moving backgrounds. Uh, So make sure you check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash E-C-A-M-M. So. If you do not know Rachel Miller, you really should. She is uh, who I think is one of the best organic traffic traffic uh, geniuses out there. She is the strategist at Moolah Marketing, such a great name. She is a Facebook coach and trainer, and she's helped 29 businesses get post to over is this 10 million people? 10 million people. She is the author of 51 now, but yes. Oh my gosh. So she is the author of multiple books, including one which sold over a hundred thousand copies. But what she loves most is to help you guys grow your perfect audience and get massive engagement for small businesses, big brands, and everyone in between. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. Yes, I appreciate you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Grace, let's let's jump right into this first segment because we got a lot of news to cover. Yeah, absolutely. So social media agency Ignite Social Media, they've been around for a while, wrote an interesting piece on their company blog titled Social Media Organic Reach 2021. Who actually sees your content? Now, the major points highlighted in this article, this post, is that organic 
content strategy used to be the crown jewel of social media marketing, especially when all of us were just getting started with it. But it's been overshadowed over the last few years with pay-per-play and changes to the algorithm. And I think businesses have been really pushed into um, devoting more of their budgets into social media advertising. So in this post, they do break down the best practices and insights based on their recent analysis of their own clients, um, their recent analysis of their own clients' organic reach across Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But we wanted to get Rachel's insights on this because she is a social media organic growth strategist, specialist expert. Um, And we want to get her take on how people, how brands, how personal brands, individuals, businesses can still be reaching their audiences with organic. So Rachel, can you give us an understanding of how branded content is performing across these platforms? So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn are the ones they focused on, but in general, how should we be thinking about organic when we are analyzing our marketing budgets? Well, I've known for my businesses and the businesses that I coach, I literally am helping over 51,000 businesses right now inside of our large Facebook group, Grow Your Audience. Inside of that group, last week, I, with one of my employees, was able to reach 1.9 million without ad spend on one of my properties. It's a food food and um, health-based property. One of my other students was able to reach 11 million people with a single post and she's in the pet and um, also health space. So if she can do it last week, if I can do it last week, if we've got people like Chantel, people like Gina, people like Anna, they're all growing their businesses without any ads on, on Facebook. If they're all able to reach their, their market, then Everyone, everyone else's business can too. You just have to do the same types of things. You have to feed the algorithms what the algorithms want. So you have to feed the platform and the platform will feed you. Now, I always think it's funny when people say, well, the algorithms from last year, they change and now they don't show social. No, the algorithms have always loved content creators. The algorithms have never not loved content creators. What happens is that we don't set up the systems that you can put in place at the beginning and that run your business on social. We get off the bandwagon and we start thinking, well, if we pay, we'll get there faster or whoever pays to play, they're going to reach their customers and they're going to get more customers and they're going to scale their businesses better. The reality is we were the ones who changed our mindset and we stopped thinking about content as a way to connect with our audience and instead thought about it as a transaction. And as soon as we think about our content as a transaction, we start repelling people because people can feel like it's a transaction. They feel the weight of that, right? Mm -hmm. When you switch and you make your content about service and your content about loving people and your content about helping people grow their audiences or grow their, grow their, their own lives. So for me, I help people grow their audiences, but for like Sam, she helps people be more creative and um, buy paint from her paint store. So she helps people become more creative as soon as she creates content, not that says buy my paint, but content that says you're a creative creator. You're someone who loves color. You're someone who sees beauty in the world. Well, guess what? They're going to interact with her content and she's actually going to sell more paint at her paint store. So it's totally possible for every single business that's out there right now. It's just, we have to shift our mindset and get back into a service mindset with our audience. 
Oh, wow. But Facebook makes it so enticing. I mean, like when we post this video, right, when it's done, I'm going to get an alert from our Facebook page that says, do you want to reach X many more people? Boost this post for just $5 or whatever, right? So when you're looking at organic traffic, and you know, we're, we're talking about Facebook right now, right? But like, is there a difference in how you would approach Instagram and LinkedIn? Because in this article, they're saying that branded, organic branded content on Instagram potentially does better. Now, I don't know what better means, right? So is there a difference in how you would approach your content strategy on each of these three separate platforms? Or do you, is it, the rule is pretty much the same across the board? Um, those three platforms, they all generally work on the same type of engagement signals. So what happens is we as readers, we give Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn signals that we like content. The first signal that we're going to give is that we stop the scroll, which means we're scrolling, 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 and we look at their image, we look at their video, whatever it is, we stop and it grabs our attention. That's a signal that we give to the social platform that this content's relevant to us. So as content creators, if we have that signal in our content, whether our content's on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, wherever, it has that signal, it grabs their attention, they stop, they engage. Okay, so we want the signals for stops. We also want micro reactions. That's those thumbs up, smiley faces, hearts, you know, those types of instant replies that don't take a whole lot of effort. On Instagram, those are the short comments, the one words or the emoji comments. On Facebook, it's a short words emoji comments. Um, LinkedIn, any comments good, but, but but my point is you want micro reactions. That's someone taking an action that says, I like this, but they're not like investing their time, their energy into you, really. They're just like making a little action. You want micro reactions and Facebook gives us the ability when someone gives a micro reaction, they give us the ability, invite that person to be a fan. Instagram does not give us that ability. So in my mind, Instagram and Facebook are similar, but Facebook gives us more tools to be able to reach our audience and retarget them, recapture them in ways that we don't have that ability on Instagram. So I prefer Facebook because I have so much more capabilities on Facebook. Now, it depends on your market. Your market might be more on TikTok. It might be more on LinkedIn. Um, everyone's market is really, though, on Facebook. So like while they're on Facebook and they're also on TikTok, um, they're on Facebook. So Facebook, according to Facebook stats, right now, 200 million people are active on its platform in just the United States alone. Knowing that there's 327 million people in the United States and that 29 million of them are children under the age of whatever the age is. So the reality is we only have 299 people, million people to reach. Well, two thirds of that are on Facebook every month opening Facebook and talking on Facebook every single month, every single day. And they said the average user on Facebook opens Facebook two to three times a day. So knowing that you can pretty much guess they're on Facebook. Now that might be, they're also in another place because we're all in multiple places. Right, right. Um, but, but for me, the tools that Facebook gives us make it where that's where I prefer to spend my, my marketing energy. Now that does change when you're over 10,000 fans on or followers on Instagram. Because you're now able to link with your content. For me, why do I have content? What's the purpose of me um, posting my content? The purpose is to get traffic, right? I want to tra get traffic so I can harness that traffic and get purchases of my products from that traffic and get say, like clicks over to my stuff so they see my ads. I want them to take action. It's hard on Instagram for a person to take action when there's no button to click out to you. 
So you have to pay until you have 10,000 followers to get that button, to have that click, click through ability. So when you're over 10,000, then it's worth it to me to also put more of my energies into Instagram. But until you're at that spot, do not forget Facebook because yes, Instagram has activity, but Facebook gives you so many more tools. Facebook has the ability to drive traffic and clicks. So um, without you having to pay for it. So if I'm going to spend my organic energy, I'm going to start there. Awesome. So it's, it, now, Rachel, it sounds like you have like a bat phone, like a, a blue, like Facebook phone that goes right to Zuckerberg and you, you get all this super, this knowledge. So, uh, but one of the things I wanted to bring up because, um, this was a great question from Simon and this is a great point. Um, you talked about organic traffic, but she, he goes, many influencers have massive reach and engagement, but they don't make any money. So how do you, what's the best practice to like move people from, you know, you're sharing content that engages them, gets them to stop the scroll, do all that. But then how do you like go, Hey, and buy my stuff. You know, you mentioned that lady who was talking about creativity, but then they also, also she was selling her, her paint uh, materials, but I have a feeling it's not a hard sell. So can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, for her, it was an easy sell because her people were already there. Now, I, I think the, how do I say this? If an influencer is struggling to convert their audience, the reason that they're struggling to convert their audience is one, they might be trying to serve everyone. And so they have this big audience and they're putting up cat memes and they don't actually convert that cat audience into right. like fans of them. Does that make sense? They just have a view. Like views are great, but you have to have some types of action on it. So they could, it could be that they have the wrong audience or not a clear audience, but most likely the issue, if we have a large influencer and they're not making money, most likely the issue is they don't have a compelling offer or they don't know how to make that offer to their audience. So anytime that someone's not making sales, I go back and say, well, what problem are you solving? Now, how are you talking about that problem in a way that your audience then says, oh my word, you're the solution I've been waiting for. Please, please, please. When you have the right people and the right offer and you have the right messaging about that offer, you communicate it in a way that they can understand when you have all three of those things, you don't need a sales funnel. You don't need ads. You don't need an email sequence. You don't need a sales page. Even people will buy your products from you just by you saying, I have this, who wants it? They'll comment and say, Oh my word, heck yes. You reply and say, here's a PayPal me link. If you're really serious, because I'll send it to you whenever I get it done and they'll buy it. But the problem is if you're not getting those conversions it's probably the fact it could be the people. Um, but it's probably the fact you have the wrong offer, um, or you're not communicating that offer in a way that makes sense to the audience. So just follow up on this a little bit. So do you have to be super exciting like Rachel Miller and like really engaging and all this? Like, I know people are going, listen, Rachel is amazing. I, I love her. I love her energy. That's not me. How do I, how do I do this? Because I don't, I can't do this, you know, thing that she's does that she's doing. What do you tell people like that? Oh, it always cracks me up. I think of Hannah, who Hannah told me she's topping her husband's income and she's doing it with no Facebook lives. She's an introvert and she lives in a very, there's only a couple of super remote places in the in the earth. And what I mean, I, I mean, I want to tell where she is just because that would right, like identify right. her and right, right. she doesn't want to be identified. Um, she's an introvert. I told you all that. But she lives in an area where you can only get satellite internet. And you can only get like satellite internet that's consistent a couple of times a day. So she lives in a very, very remote part of the globe where only like four or 500 people live there. Okay. So knowing that she's able to build an online business without Facebook lives, because there's no way satellite phones right, right. can get 
online. Like that's not possible. So she does just text marketing. She uploads her photos at night when everyone's asleep. That's how bad the internet is where she is. And if she can build an online business with just those tactics, she can recycle her content. She's got a system where she puts up her hundred pieces of content. Then when she wants that photo, she goes back into creator studio. She pulls up that photo again. She reposts it. So she doesn't have to wait for her to wait at night when everybody's Uh, asleep to try to get the internet access, assuming that the sky is clear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like guys, if she can do it, anyone can do it. That is very refreshing. That's very refreshing to hear. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great. So everybody, we have hope. We have hope. Rachel has given <laughs> us hope. Yeah. Because if she had yeah. kids and in the middle of nowhere and with where she's having to wait for the weather to clear so she can get her photo uploaded, y'all have it easy. <laughs> so I just want to bring some more comments. People are loving this. Michael Jackson um, says, wow. So he's just loving this. And then Robert Lee goes, oh, wow, Rachel, what a cool guest. So you've got your fan club here. So very, very cool. Yes. So um, Grace, I mean, we could talk about this for, I know a lot of people are excited, but we got to move on to our next, our next thing, because it kind of ties into this. So let's talk about this next piece of news about Facebook managing content, because that, that does play into this. Yeah, since we've talked so much about Facebook and Facebook tools and how it offers you all the tools and all the access, they debuted three new ones this week for helping businesses connect to their customers online and grow more efficiently. And how do they do this? They introduced new ways to new ways to manage your community and find relevant content related to your business, but also about other businesses. So for businesses that already are using their new Facebook page experience, which I believe rolled out in January, um, it was it, um, they ha- they introduced these three new things. It, it was one is the ability to streamline routine tasks like commenting and posting and liking as your business. They're, they made that a lot easier. They've also added a new dedicated news feed for your business account, which is separate from your personal one. I'd love to know more about that. So businesses can more easily engage with their communities and find relevant content uh, from other companies related to whatever it is that they're doing. And they're also looking to further help you, the business owner, save time managing your account by suggesting this new uh, professional dashboard, which is serving as a central hub for all the essential tools you need to run your Facebook page, including actionable page insights. Now, Rachel, I want to know if you've been able to check out any of these tools and one of these tools, none of these tools, and what do you think about them and how have they helped the business pages for the customers and clients you work with? There's a nifty little hack that we teach inside my um, my paid programs, which is called niche neighborhooding, which is how you make your page similar in the algorithms to another page or another property. Um, is your audience familiar with like SEO strategy and what SEO is? I feel like they're about to yeah. be. Yes. Okay. Tell us. So Tell us SEO, everything. What SEO, yeah. So what SEO is, is basically you want to have search engine optimization. So that's SEO, search engine optimization. So you put a, say, a post on Google, on a website, a blog, and then you're going to want Google to find it. 
well, you can't just randomly put it on Google. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't just magically end up in a search engine. What do you need to do to get met, found by Google so that when someone searches for you, they find you? You need to have headings. You need to have t keywords throughout the article. You need to link to a credible source. You need to have a credible source link back to you. You need to have people like engaging on the content. So when, when Google sees someone visit it, that they actually stay, they don't instantly bail off, right? All of those things that we do with SEO, we also can do with pages. So what the tools that Facebook just rolled out, they help us with that niche neighborhooding or basically Facebook SEO. What that means is when your page says, I'm just like these other pages, um, what Facebook is going to do, what you're going to want to do, is you're going to want to add them to your page newsfeed, which is what we now have access to. Ding, ding, ding. It's so cool. <laughs> so now we're going to know their pages are, we're following these other pages that are similar to ours. And then we have the ability to comment, like, share, engage on that other content. Facebook will even suggest to our page content that it thinks is relevant to us by from other pages in our neighborhood. Now, as we participate in our neighborhood, like a lot of times we think, well, wait a second, I'm promoting my competitor with this. Like, why would I do that? When we engage in that neighborhood, the more we engage in it, the more we become suggested to our neighbors. And then all of our pages rise. So I've noticed this with one of my pages. I started it as a joke. My neighbor's cat was peeing on my lawn <laughs> furniture. And I do what every marketer does when their cat, not their cat, their neighbor's cat is being inappropriate and rude. I started a Facebook page for it. And I... <laughs> <laughs> and that page went crazy. And I called it the crazy cat lady because I was pretty much making fun of my neighbor and not, not identifying her. I right, was right, just right, right. venting. I was venting. I was venting in my way that I can vent. Um, and no one knows it's her. And, and actually she follows a page and she thinks it's really funny. Okay. But I did some stats and some research. Everyone who's following the crazy cat lady page, they generally have three or more cats. And guess what? They're following multiple pages, some of them six pages that are all called Crazy Cat Lady. So <laughs> I'm not the only Crazy Cat Lady Facebook page out there. There's actually like 25 dozen of them. I don't know how many exactly. There's a lot of pages with the same title, Crazy Cat Lady. My fans aren't following just me. They're not just following other cat pages. They're actually following other cat pages titled Crazy Cat Lady. So knowing that, knowing that that's their mindset, I'm not in com competition with those other pages, even if they have the same exact name as me, and some of them might even be my students. Um, <laughs> the reality is that I don't trademark that phrase. It's not mine. I don't own it. Um, so, so they're welcome to start a page. It's called Crazy Cat Lady. And the reality is my follower follows all of them, <laughs> typically. <laughs> so knowing that, I want to be seen as similar to those pages according to Facebook. So those tools that Facebook's rolling out, the inc increased insights, the ability to have a customized news feed, the uh, increased um, ability to tag and comment and like and share content as your page with other pages. That ability has increased, which means that Facebook is emphasizing niche neighborhooding or the SEO tactics of Facebook. And I've seen this actually in my feed lately. So you're going to notice this. I found it's about one day a week that I'll scroll through. And about the third scroll down, I'm going to see suggested pages you may like. These pages are all on the topic of health. Are you interested in any of them? Well, they know that I'm married to a guy who's obsessed with health and runs all the time because <laughs> my feed is filled with lots of 
running shoes and running this and watching your heart rate and how many carbs are you eating? Anyways, my feed, because I'm married to a guy who's into health, it has, I have some health stuff that pops up occasionally. So Facebook suggested to me just yesterday, three, two, three scrolls down, Facebook suggested, here's health pages for you. Because they know that my house is a, has somebody obsessed with health. And maybe it's me. Because <laughs> <laughs> my husband grabs my phone and scrolls when I'm not looking. <laughs> Anyways, my point is Facebook knows that. So Facebook's suggesting pages. Now, why is Facebook suggesting pages more? Like, why is Facebook suggesting pages more? We all have seen iOS 14 changes. They mm -hmm. actually rolled out yesterday. Yesterday it started, started the, the Apple switched, the, they, they told us in January it was coming. They switched the switch yesterday. iOS changes basically mean that people in iOS devices, as their phones are being updated, they're saying, do you want to be tracked? Um, and you now have to say, yes, I want to be tracked by advertisers. Right. And when you say yes, then the advertisers can track you, including Facebook. Okay. So what this means is roughly we're going to lose 65% of our retargeting ability on Apple phones. Well, knowing because generally guys, 35% people are going to say, sure, track me. And everyone else is going to say, <laughs> right. heck no. Right. So now knowing that we're going to lose 65% there best case scenario, like Honestly, I'm going to find it hard to believe that 35% of people are saying, yes, please track me. But anyways, my point is they're going to, you're going to see that decrease. So now knowing that we're not going to be able to retarget from iPhone usage, Facebook is looking for what other ways can we target people? Well, people publicly say, I'm following this page. Well, guess what? They're publicly saying that. Well, Facebook's like, well, I can retarget them because it's public data. Right. So this is something that now that's going to go up in the pro like it's going to be more important to Facebook now, page likes, page engagement, because that is content that they can retarget. So knowing that Facebook's rolling out tools to help us be successful and to help them retarget people. Now, some of you are thinking, well, wait a second, that that that's a retargeting ads. What? How is that going to benefit me? I'm a life coach and I just talk about like motivational right. Mondays. And I don't, I don't, I just drive people to my blog. It's got motivation stuff. I'm not actually selling a product. I'm not running ads. How does that help me? Well, Facebook wants to know what organic traffic is out there because it can track. It's not allowed to track necessarily activity off the app going to your website now, right? It's not able to track the, the same. It's not able to retarget the same way it was before. What can it still target? You watched this video and guess what? <laughs> this video was about budgeting. Well, guess what? Well, now we think we can give you a budgeting app because you just watched two videos about budgeting. So Facebook has that data in the back of Facebook. So just know that we're going to see pages being more important, even organic content, because that's their new system of how they're going to track people. Keywords are going to be more important. Titles are going to be more important using um, content marketing. So that's things where it's contextual. So you can say, okay, all of these posts are about the same thing, putting them into playlists. So now Facebook can say, okay, this person's all about this topic. This person's all about that topic. And they can now drive traffic to them and then track that traffic and drive traffic off. So it's, it's all, uh, we're all part of that ecosystem now. Gotcha. So uh, on another one of these updates, because gosh, there was so much here and we've got so many questions and so much good content. Rewind this, folks. I know I'm going to. So but uh, another Facebook update that's coming out and I wanted to 
touch on this before we moved on because you mentioned that lady who uh, could who was had satellite internet and she could only upload like at night when it's clear kind of thing. So another Facebook update is that uh, later this month it will launch some of these most requested features for Facebook Business Suite, and one of them is the ability to edit and schedule Instagram stories on mobile and desktop, uh, and that's going to be found in the planning element of this Facebook Business Suite. So uh, this is just another way Facebook is helping businesses streamline their content. So how will be uh, being able to schedule stories help save time? You know, uh, this lady for sure it's going to help. But um, for me, and this is a great question by um, like uh, Beth, she goes, is it better to post directly to your Facebook page or have Instagram post automatically posted to Facebook? Because to me, stories are always supposed to be of the moment, all this stuff. And then when you, when you start scheduling it, then doesn't it lose kind of its organic feel? I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Does it make sense to, to, to schedule these posts? I love scheduling because I want to, I want to have a social media presence. I want to have my million fans, which I've got across my platform. I've got my millions of fans. I want to have them, but I also want to be able to take a week off. I also want to have like a private life with my kids. I also want like to not have to think about what I'm going to post all the time. So I actually create a system where I have a hundred blog posts. Sorry. (coughs) I'm getting over a a chest cold guys. Sorry about that. You're good. Um, I have a system where I create a hundred posts and then I recycle those posts. So literally um, I've got my stories made months ahead of time. I've got my content made months ahead of time. I've got it's ready to roll and I don't have to now be present all the time. I can just go back to running my business. Okay. Awesome. So that's a great reason to do that because I'm all about getting off of uh, the online stuff for a while and and relaxing. So that's a very good point. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's even more stuff coming out. So Grace, uh, uh, what's, what's some other things that uh, have rolled out? Yeah. So building on that, um, the, the earlier topic about, about recommending, uh, neighborhood niches, right? Those other pages. So Facebook also rolled out a new way to get discovered and to discover quality leads as a business. So starting in the US, Facebook is testing a news feed experience where users can tap on topics that they're interested underneath posts and ads from businesses within their feed. And so these topics are things like beauty, fitness, clothing. Those are the three things they usually start with when they're experimenting with things. And so you can explore content from related businesses about those topics, right? So people already discover the business while they're scrolling through the feed. Like maybe it popped up because like Rachel's husband, he's really interested in running and now there's these running shoes. And now we're seeing a lot more fitness content and it make it easier to discover and consider new businesses that you might not even be aware of. So As Facebook said, as we learn from this initial test, this is just something they are testing right now. So not everyone has this. Um, They're looking to expand this experience to more people and more businesses. So Rachel, is this something that where you would have to boost a post or, or do something to your post, like do something with the SEO to get it discovered? Or is this something that businesses can surely get in on now with doing whatever they're already doing? Using or get landing that search box right now, I'm noticing that it's based on different categories. For example, when I engage on an, a clothing article, a, an article about clothing, Facebook might say, are you more interested in fitness clothing? Are you interested in loungewear? Are you interested in... So what they're, what I'm seeing right now is they're, they're doing this for advertisers purposes because they're trying to rebuild that interest database. 
And so most of the topics that I'm seeing are very like health or basically they're interest-based based on like the targeting on Facebook right now. Like you can go into Facebook and say, I'm interested in fitness clothes. And then when you open up fitness clothes, it says, are you interested in yoga clothes? Are you interested in that? So right. like it, basically they're trying to, they're trying to work out a new way to retarget people by those and bucket people by their interest. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> So hashtags, um, I believe hashtags help you get those as well. So if ooh, you're like, I want to game that I want to game that I want to be su suggested as a certain um, topic, you can use hashtags inside of Facebook, but use them sparingly. And I would use like fitness clothes, but don't use them like you do on Instagram. On Instagram, you'll do one like um, uh, sweaty me, sweaty Monday. Does that make right. sense? Like yeah. um, that's not what you would do on Facebook because that's not an interest. So instead you would say fitness or, um, yoga, yoga, does that, something really simple. Think really basic hashtags. Gotcha. So one of the things is, you know, the suggested topics thing is, is just the latest in Facebook's efforts to expand people, you know, their horizons regarding the content available on the platform. So last week also they announced a similar new business discovery element through related pages recommendations that are found below posts in the newsfeed. This reminded me a lot of Pinterest where it was like, you know, when you'd have some pin up there and you'd see like related pins underneath it. So now users are going to see these recommendations when they take the time to check out or hover over specific updates within their feed. So Rachel, this sounds a lot because of what you had mentioned about the privacy thing that was rolling out with iOS. This is another way for them to capture this. So people can now then tap through a new dedicated feed listing of images from these pages that may be similar to their interests. So this is the kind of the same question, you know, how do you, how do you get your page recommended? I mean, are, is it going to be all SEO? Are there certain qualifications? Is it just going to be based on this metadata on your page or, or being local? Like it's a local business and they're finding other local businesses. There's a lot of unknowns here, but what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's not, I don't, I don't think it's unknown because Facebook tells us what they're looking for mm. and what they're looking for is related content for pages to be to, that are similar to other pages. So we call this niche neighborhooding and we've been using this tactic for six, five years to grow businesses. I've literally helped over 51,000 businesses grow. So it's not a new tactic. What's new is that it's being emphasized again. So anytime that something's being taken away, well, there's still the people there. So if right. something's being taken away, then something else is growing, right? So when what's, what is being taken away is retargeting abilities and that's going around. Well, what's coming back is page suggestions. Well, page suggestions has always been there, but now it's being like emphasized more. So what is page suggestions? How do we game it? By getting Facebook the signals that says we're similar to this other page. So we do that by how, what ways can we be similar? Well, we can have the same audience. Well, so make sure your audience overlaps with another audience. Um, how else can we get page suggestion? By having high engagement on your page. So when someone talks on your page, Facebook knows who this person is and what they're like, and Facebook will find other people just like the person talking. You're going to want to have... Um, overlapping audiences page like you can even share admins that's something that we've seen has helped you can have tags between the pages sharing content between the pages there's literally 15 different ways that you can tell facebook i'm like this page and when you gain that and you've done those 15 things now you're the suggested page whenever that other content is delivered and it's not something you see right away because like with seo you can't just have the link 
go up and then like by tomorrow now you're like number one on search it doesn't work like that it takes time and these build on each other and the more posts you have that are are gamed and connected to each other the more your your page will be suggested we've literally seen one girl's page um she is in the crochet space and she grew her page. I think she grew her page to like, I don't know, 50,000 people. And she's about crochet. And then she had a life situation happen. And mm-hmm. she took off of Facebook for three, four months. We're talking, she didn't log into Facebook for three or four months. She had like a personal catastrophe. And that just led her to just like shut everything down, just like go in a hole. And it happens. It happens to all of us. And this is why I was saying what's so awesome about scheduling content. You can schedule content so you can go in a hole. And she had her content scheduled, but she went in such a deep hole that her scheduled content had run out and she was still in the hole and she didn't come back for another month or so. When she comes back, it's been six weeks since any post has gone live to her feed. It's been another six weeks after that, since she had like, since she was ever active on her page. So she's gone for like three months, guys. She comes back and her page had topped 100,000 fans. And she went in and said, wait, how'd this happen? It happened because of all of her niche neighborhooding, all of her connecting her page to those other pages. And she became like the top crochet page without posting for six that's, weeks. That's amazing. So, so this happens because Facebook said, oh, you're like all these other pages. So when someone likes Crochet World, they're going to like your page um, because they're going to suggest your page to them. Whenever they engage on this piece of content, well, guess what? That same person three months ago engaged on this piece of content over here. So we're going to give them your content again. So Facebook kept pushing out her content to that audience because her content fit the need that her audience had. And she had connected her page to all of those other pages. It literally let her business grow for her while she was gone. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, I want to bring up some contents, uh, some comments here, contents, <laughs> content. Uh, this I don't know, but, you know, Rachel is dropping a ton of gold here today. So you guys, this is amazing. F- please share this out to your friends who need to hear this because uh, Rachel is on fire with all the stuff she's dropping. And Deb uh, Mitchell says, uh, love seeing Rachel Miller here. Yes, Deb, we are so glad that uh, she is here with us as well. And Nicole says, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yes, this is this not only is there so much great knowledge being dropped but it's very very positive that you guys can do this too uh and make sure you check out all of rachel's resources uh and this question from darcy goes um are you using ecamm for the interview or restream so here's the deal um we are actually uh, yeah we're using both so all these cool the camera switches the overlays and everything that is brought to you by ecamm they have a really great virtual camera in fact i'm able to use this virtual camera on all the on all the things. If I'm going on a Zoom, I'm using Ecamm because it lets me have this virtual camera that I can bring in. And it's kind of fun when you're on like your your uh, school's like PTA meeting and you can bring up your URL for people to join your thing. You can do all sorts of cool stuff with Ecamm. So make sure to check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. But we're going live to all the places, including Amazon Live, where you can buy uh, Rachel's books and all sorts of other cool stuff um, by using this awesome software called Restream. So Ecamm ties into Restream and I don't have this huge bandwidth hit and I can go everywhere uh, with one stream by using Restream and Ecamm together. So if you'd like to find out more about Restream, that's also at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream. So go check both of those out. Amazing, amazing software. So now for what you guys have all been waiting for, the big kahuna, the big deal is we're going to talk all about 
uh, Facebook's new social audio. Because uh, I know, because I've seen her, I'm like, how is she doing this so much? Uh, Rachel loves Clubhouse. And so we're going to talk about this. So um, Grace, kind of break down this. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So I want to know the news about social audio. So let us know. Yeah, so Facebook introduced a whole new suite of new audio experiences complete to compete with Clubhouse and a little bit with podcasting and a little bit with Headliner's Audiogram. And I'm going to break them down for you right here. So this is what we're calling the Clubhouse clone. It's probably the most discussed new product ahead with with all these other products that they introduced. And given the interest of social audio in the market at this very moment, Facebook is rolling out something, is starting to test something called live audio rooms on Facebook and Messenger. And if that sounds familiar familiar to you, it's because they've already have rooms in Messenger, but it was video focused. It was to compete with Zoom earlier on last year, right? In the you know, the early days of the pandemic. So we expect this to be available to everyone uh, in the Facebook app by this summer. So they're initially testing this in groups, making it available to the 1.8 million people using groups every month and the tens of millions of active communities that are in Facebook. And as part of the initial rollout, they are now letting communities that aren't just in groups use these audio Live, these live audio rooms, and they're planning to test this out with public figures. So similar strategy that Clubhouse rolled out when it was first uh, when it was first debuting in November, December. Uh, so now influencers and big deal celebrities uh, can now host conversation with other public figures. But of course, you know, everyone can listen in. But they're also allowing us normal people, I guess, <laughs> us, us peasants, try it out in, in Messenger with our equally peasant friends, I guess, right? So you will have an opportunity to test this out. So Rachel, you have an amazing following on Clubhouse. Um, it was It's like nearing 30,000 people and continuing to grow, I might add. So how do you think this new Facebook social audio experience is going to stack up to what's already been established well, I love I love the tools that Facebook is giving us and I love that it's rolled out into groups. So we've seen we've been using this in my group with my community and when especially in my paid programs, because what I love about it for paid programs is you can say, let's go have a chat about this in here. Or we're going to have, um, I did a coaching call. So I did a coaching call. I did a whole week of how, how to pick your products and give it to sell it to your audience. And so during that coaching week, I would say, okay, guys, I'm done now. But if you want to take um, action, go start a Facebook room and bring some of the other people on from this lesson and go do your homework together. So that way we had like our class time and then they got to create study hall rooms or study rooms together. I found that that was super successful in helping my students get results and I didn't have to manage it. I didn't have to be there. I didn't have to be present. They didn't have to be pretty and like dolled up. They just got to get on the call and chat in a room while they did their, their homework assignments for, to get the results of my program together. So I love what rooms make possible for us. I love that you can connect because getting to talk to someone in real time just helps you love them more. It helps you believe in them and, 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 and like connect to them more. So that's huge. Um, it does a little bit feel like the jealous boyfriend move though. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's just, it's just, like, like Facebook is like, Oh, 
oh, you you have that? I want that too now. Like, it just kind of feels like the jealous ex-boyfriend move and that like Clubhouse has established something and it's created something and then Facebook's like, oh, but I want that too. It does feel a little bit immature. Yeah, they but- did that with Snapchat too. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, here's the, so here's the thing. I want to ask this, Rachel, is like, how has being on Clubhouse how has it changed your business? So it just, let's just do social audio. Clubhouse was the first one. How has it changed your business? Is it, is it, are you serving people to get them into your sales funnel? How are you using it in your overall business? Or is it just the no like and trust factor that you're finding and then kind of moving them over to your Facebook page? No like trust, it converts. It converts, it converts, it converts. When someone feels like you're they're loved by you, they're going to trust you more. When they trust you more, they're going to buy from you because they want the, the solution that your business is providing. So I've been able to convert from people who have had conversations with me far better and um, at a higher rate than people who've just read something that I wrote. So I want to have conversations because when you have a, a back and forth dialogue or even when you get to listen in on a back and forth dialogue, you now trust and love that person more. So I, and that works with all brands, physical product brands, program brands, influencer brands. It works with all brands. Now, the, the thing that I love about Clubhouse is that I don't have to be dolled up. Like um, last week I had a, a, a case of pneumonia and I was like struggling with like being sick all week and I didn't have to look all pretty and I could still be at work and like listening in and not actually having to talk. I could just like participate by listening in the background. And so I love like as a user, not having to look pretty and all dialed up to still like work um, that no one knows where I am. So I could be driving, I could be in the shower, I could be anywhere and I'm still like participating. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I love that that type of, um, I love getting to participate without having to be on camera to be completely honest. <laughs> gotcha. I love it. <laughs> so, so because you're so popular on Clubhouse as well as, you know, social media organic growth specialist, would you ever consider switching your audience on Clubhouse over to these new Facebook apps when they roll out? Well, we already have it in our Facebook group, and mm-hmm. I don't think I think people are doing both. So, right. like, the people are in my Facebook group, and they're creating rooms in my Facebook groups, and okay. they're also on Clubhouse, following me and having a chat with me on Clubhouse. They're in. It's not an either or situation because people are kind of in all of the places. My kids are on Snapchat. My kids are also on Facebook and they're most active. One of them on Instagram and one of them on TikTok. So they're both, it's not that they're not on Facebook. It's that they all, they're kind of like in all of the places. Gotcha. So (laughs) our business needs to be in all the places too. So if we think of our social media as just siloed, um, we're going to struggle. So this doesn't mean that I just, I I have my business, I start focusing for all new businesses on Facebook, just because that's the easiest one to game. And then after that, well, you definitely wanna be on Instagram too. You definitely wanna be on LinkedIn too. You definitely wanna be on TikTok. But guess what? When you've made your story on Facebook, that's your Instagram reel, that's your TikTok. <laughs> gotcha. So you gotta get all of it at once. So the, I just was, because one of the things I know, um, there's a new app and luckily I was able to, to test it out and 
it's this new hotline. And this is from actually Facebook's R&D team. And it's a mashup of Clubhouse and Instagram Live. It allows questions and then you can actually turn on your camera. I know that doesn't help you when you don't want to get all dolled up. But I thought it was really interesting. We actually have uh, a test and we're actually going to go live uh, after that. So if you guys want to join us, it's at hotline.co.jeffc because it's going to be fun. We'll just, we'll go kind of continue the, the conversation afterward. But I mean, they're, they're constantly doing that. And so, you know, you mentioned the, the thing that I, I have an issue with Clubhouse and I know Dustin has this, Dustin Stout has the same thing is I've always felt, and I'd love your take on this. When I like, let's say after this show, I want to go, Hey, let's get on and, and continue this conversation live. I'd love to talk to you guys. Um, but if I say go to Clubhouse, then I lose like half my audience or some of them don't have iOS and some of them don't have the invite. Do you struggle with that? Have you, I mean, are there ways that you're getting around that? I mean, you mentioned everybody's everywhere, but that's, that's my issue with Clubhouse. I mean, I love it. I've been on it and I, you know, really enjoy it, but I just, I hate not having everybody who can come. Does, does that make sense? Um, I guess I figure not everybody's going to be everywhere and okay. I don't think about that too much. Yeah. Like i I, I always have the philosophy that whoever I'm supposed to serve is going to come to me and whoever I'm not supposed to serve isn't going to come. And so the fact that half drop off, well, I get half more whenever I show up and I'm live. So gotcha. Like, I see, I see that. that makes sense. There. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we, go ahead. Inside my big group, we did a uh, chain. So that way we could get everybody in that wanted to be into clubhouse and that had the ability with their phones to get in. We did a big chain and that way, I mean, it's closed now, but if you were a part of it inside my group, grow your audience, it's on Facebook, you could go, go in and I would say, okay, guys, time to do a clubhouse chain. First person, you give the link to the next person, give the link to the next person. We got 400 people into clubhouse in one 24 hour period doing that system. We got like 480 people in. And so like, it's really the people who want to be there will be there. The people who don't, see, they won't. But see, that's a, gr- that's a great point. What you did there is you involved your group to help them get those invitations that needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson in itself. So that's really, really cool how you, you did that. So that's what I was asking because I'm like, that's genius. And using your organic yeah. uh, mastermind. Well, we excuse. Yeah. Like if their excuse was I can't get in. Well, yeah, you can. We got you all in. So, yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome. Awesome. So, so ahead, as part Grace. of this other this as part of this announcement, this this bigger announcement, I know again, Clubhouse the Clubhouse clone live audio rooms kind of took the took most of the attention, but they did introduce some other things. So the ability to share long form audio, a new Spotify like integration or Spotify music integration, and then a brand new short form experience called Soundbites. Now this Facebook Soundbites, as described by Facebook as a it's a new social audio format, but it's something that we've already seen, those of us that repurpose content. It's a short form creative audio clip for capturing little sound bites, anecdotes, jokes, little moments, mm. quotables, inspirations, poems, they said poems, right? Um, and many other things that you haven't yet imagined. So I can only imagine what I haven't imagined. Or no, maybe <laughs> I can't imagine it. Anyway, yeah. so Facebook is testing sound bites over the next few months with a small number of creators. But the idea is that you'd be able to take something like this, like this long form, this, this show that we're doing, and then just take those sound bites, those sound clips, and then publish them on to Facebook. So do you think this is something that will help streamline your content creation, particularly on promotions? Or is this just something that is just so like you can do this on other apps, right? You can do this with other tools. I know that because we do it on other tools. I think that they're not looking at the way users interact with sound. Mm. So when someone sits down to listen to a podcast, 
do they listen to one podcast and then what listen to another podcast and then listen to another one and they've got it on for an hour and a half while they're working? Yes. Um, generally, people aren't listening to a 30 second soundbite or even a two minute soundbite. They're listening to like an episode. So think of like Clubhouse. Whenever I do Clubhouse rooms, I'll have people listening for 45 minutes. They stay the whole 45 minutes. Right. Like I can go into stats and see they're there the whole time. So like people consume audio content very differently than they consume like a post in the feed. And so I, I think that this, I don't think sound bites is going to work for Facebook because how many people are looking at Facebook at night and they're scrolling and they don't want sound on because they've been trained oh. to see these little pictures. 85% of people listen to Facebook, consume Facebook without sound. So the, yeah. the concept of sound bite, and then when they do consume sound, the way they want to listen to sound is they turn on Spotify and it plays for how long while you're doing something like a right. long time. Right. <laughs> so they don't want like a bite. The way that people consume sound is different. So I, I wish that they had talked to me and I would have helped them with that, but we'll <laughs> see. Maybe Rachel's right. Maybe Rachel's wrong. I would, I would bet on, I would bet on Rachel with your track record. So, uh, you mentioned, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we mentioned podcasts, and I want to give a shout out here to my friend Lou Mangello. He was on the show a couple couple weeks ago. He has got like the old school podcast. He before they even put him in pods, Lou was podcasting. Uh, if you don't know his show, it's uh, WDW Radio. It's all about Walt Disney. It's amazing. Um, but um, Rachel, you have a podcast, and the cool thing is the uh, the last update we're going to talk about is podcasts are coming to Facebook with with the next few months. People will be able to listen to, recommend, and discover new podcasts directly on the Facebook app, and they can already do like they can do already on like Spotify and Apple's podcast app. But uh, Facebook's entering a very crowded market. What are your thoughts on this update? Do you think people want to listen to podcasts on Facebook? That's it's already super distracting, but uh, tell us your thoughts, but also tell us what your podcast name is. And you launched it like yesterday or something like that. I did <laughs> yesterday morning. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, I'm on iTunes. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> that is cool. Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I don't know. I, I like to see it this yesterday morning. Um, yeah. So I, I have a podcast. My podcast is called traffic makers. And I basically give you all the hacks, the tips of how to get traffic without paying Zuckerberg a penny if I can help it. Um, so that's my goal is to get you guys a million views without any ads. And I, and I tell you stories of people we've done that with. So anyways, okay. So I have a podcast. I do think podcasts in long form could work on Facebook, just like we have playlists on Facebook where you log in, you watch one video. And then right. next thing you know, you're watching 15, like that seems the way people go on TikTok. They don't watch one TikTok video. They start watching TikTok videos and 45 minutes later, I'm like, child of mine, you have not done the dishes. My teenager sends all day watching TikTok videos. Um, like you said, 45 minutes ago, you do dishes and you're just going to do one thing on TikTok and then you were going to go do your dish. So anyways, my point is this way people binge content, podcasts will totally work on Facebook. I just don't think sound bites are going to work on Facebook um, because the way people consume sound. So I do think their podcast station will be great because think of us. Um, my husband listens to podcasts on podcast on the Apple app, but mm -hmm. also on Spotify. He does it in both places. <laughs> right, right. Um, so like, it's not that abnormal for us to add now Facebook. That's totally, I think that's just adding to the, the ecosystem and, and giving Facebook more ways to capture information about our its customers so that we can run ads to the appropriate people. So also good thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too crowded of a market. Anytime there's a market that's full, it basically means that's what people want. 
So if people want it, well, you can just give them more of what they want and you'll be successful too. Yeah, I'm very excited to have some discovery happen over on Facebook where some a lot of eyeballs are mm -hmm. for podcasts. So make sure you check out uh, her podcast. What was the name of that again? Traffic Makers. Traffic Makers. So make sure you go check out that. Subscribe and leave a rating and review. That helps podcasts when they first get started. You want to do that so she can stay on new and, new and noteworthy as long as possible. So go over there. If you have enjoyed the content that Rachel has uh, given you today, make sure you do that because that will really help her out, especially as she's starting out as a new podcast. So go do that. I Rachel, appreciate that, guys. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, make uh, we want to let people where to know where they can find you because you are amazing. I can't wait to have you back again because I have so many rabbit trails that I could go have gone down today with questions. So uh, where's the best place that people can find you? Oh, the podcast. Let's do there. Okay. <laughs> traffic makers. And I have a Facebook group called grow your audience. So we want to help everyone get traffic and we want to help them drive that traffic to their audience and their audience um, to, to make sales for their businesses. Cause you cannot have a business if you don't have customers and you don't have customers if they don't know you exist. So that's what I'm on a mission to do is to help everyone um, grow their businesses and by growing their audiences. Awesome. Their and it's also my incredible show producer and co-host and all things awesome that happens on the show is Grace Duffy. Grace, where can we find more about you? Well, I am the virtual events manager over at Restream, and my job entails managing a phenomenal lineup of live shows. Everything you would like to know about live streaming. Our friend Ian Anderson Gray does a show on there about being confident and having the right mindset. Uh, Bradley teaches Bradley Vinson, who I saw here in the comments. He just launched a new show on how to create virtual or visual graphics for for your Restream uh, broadcast. So everything from logos to overlays backgrounds, all of that stuff. If you want to learn how to do that and how to do that yourself, go there. We have we have Amanda Robinson on there talking about how to use ads, Facebook ads to promote your um, promote your live streams. So I would love it if you would go over to the Restream YouTube page and check that all out. Yeah. And did you know we're also a podcast? You can find us all the places at Social Media News Live at, uh, you know, Google, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, not Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon Music and uh, yeah, Apple, Amazon all the places. Music. We're all there. Um, and our next show is going to be awesome. If you guys are like, oh, my gosh, I joined this late. I missed all this stuff from Rachel. Did you know that you can actually text me here and you can get show reminders at 903-287-9088? It gives you a reminder. I do not spam or any of that stuff. It's all good stuff. It comes to you to let you know the show's happening. So you can do that at 903-287-9088. But our next show is Friday, April 30th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. We've got an amazing guest, Neil Schaefer, and we're going to be talking all about influencer marketing. As always, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Thank you guys so much. Rachel, thank you so much for all the information you left us today. I appreciate you bunches. Thank you. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Social Media News Live.